Just hear those sleigh bells jingling, ring ting tingling too. Come on, it's lovely weather for sleigh ride together with you. Outside the snow is falling and friends are calling you who. Come on, it's lovely weather for sleigh ride together with you. Giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, let's go, let's look at the snow. We're riding in a wonderland of snow. Giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, it's grand, just holding your hand. We're riding along with the song of a wintry fairy tale. Our cheeks are nice and rosy and comfy, cozy are we. We're snuggled up together like the birds of the feather would be. Let's take the road before us and sing a chorus or two. Come on, it's lovely weather for sleigh ride together with you. Hello, and welcome to another round of prospect rankings entering 2020 within the Cardinals organization. Uh, today we're going to go over the relief pitchers. Uh, you know, I've never been one. By the way, I'm Kyle Reese for Birds on the Black and Prospect After Dark. Thanks for joining us again. Uh, what I was going to say is I've never been one to invest too heavily into relief pitchers at the minor league level. As far or as recently back as four or five years ago, these guys never had a chance at a major league future. Usually, your relievers at the major league level were starters that had failed to become starters that were turned into relievers. That was the overwhelming majority. My guess is somewhere in between 90 and 95% percent rather of relievers at the major league levels were just failed starters. But what we've seen in the last five years, as the bullpen role at the major league level has increased, we've seen that teams have started to engineer relief pitchers. Uh, you know, For instance, Ryan Helsley is a starting pitcher. They went out of their way to try to turn him into a relief pitcher. Connor Jones, the same kind of thing happened to him. We'll get to him in a second. He's on the list. Uh, uh, Jack Ralston, it looks like the Cardinals are going to do. Uh, you know, Yesterday, we gave you the list of the top collegiate-drafted pitchers uh, from the 2019 draft. The day before, we did the starting pitchers. But we're starting to see the Cardinals in particular, who are an organization that has had trouble signing and trading in a successful manner for relief pitchers, try to develop relief pitchers at the minor league level. Uh, baseball's changed. Relief pitchers are just as important as starters these days. And the Cardinals have really, really invested into that. Uh, so in the past, I probably only would have talked about three of these guys. In the past, I wouldn't even have talked about these guys. Uh, in the recent past, we would have gone to three of them and I would have moved on because, you know, who cares about relief pitchers at the minor league level? But what we've noticed, what I've noticed, is that there is such an emphasis on these guys. And a lot of these these. Uh, relief pitchers that we're going to bring up have some pretty interesting talents and are pretty, pretty good. Uh, so with that in mind, Birds on the Black presents to you uh, the ranking of the top relief pitchers in the organization. We start with the graduate. His name is Junior Fernandez. Uh, Fernandez hasn't graduated off the Dirty 35, but I didn't want to put him at the top of this list. It's more interesting, in my opinion. That's why, you know, you won't have Helsley and Cabrera or Junior Fernandez or... Uh, Edmundo Sosa or Lane Thomas or Andrew Kisner uh, on on any of these lists. They're all graduates because there's no fun talking about them. Uh, they kind of ruin the listing, in my opinion, because they're so obviously head and shoulders above. Uh, and that's the case with Junior Fernandez. He's going to be on the Dirty 35. He's still rookie eligible. He still has barely pitched enough. Uh, but 
anybody who says that they weren't impressed with what they saw at a Junior Fernandez at the Major League level after being brought up uh, is lying to themselves. And sure, he has a little bit of a command issue. Sometimes he gets a little anxious and overextends himself, overthrows. Uh, But we know that his fastball is in the high 90s. We know that he throws a slider that is really, really good and a changeup that is deadly. Maybe one of the best changeups in the game. Not in the game, but in the organization. I would like to see him throw his slider more. Now, I personally believe that that is all up to whoever's catching. Uh, we saw that with Jordan Hicks. I want to see Jordan Hicks throw his changeup more when Jordan Hicks is healthy. But there's a thing that whenever anybody that... You see other catchers that aren't Yadier Molina go to those pitches. Yadier Molina seems to committed to only throwing the two pitches that he feels comfortable receiving. That's why Hicks only throws a slider fastball, slider sinker. Uh, that's why Fernandez only throws fastball change. Uh, that's why Helsley only throws fastball cutter. Uh, uh, but their repertoire, all three of those guys have pitches that should be used and utilized more frequently uh, and will only help them uh, achieve uh, better things. Uh, one more thing, I guess, about Junior Fernandez is he should have been on the postseason roster. This is, He's a type of dynamic arm that you need. Uh, Cardinals could have used. And then the last thing is, there's a fun little narrative about how Junior Fernandez went from Palm Beach to the Major Leagues in one year. And it's true. It's an absolute fact. But really, it goes to show you how dumb the Cardinals were with Junior Fernandez in 2019. He ended last year at Springfield, and then they reassigned him to uh, uh, Palm Beach to start the year. At the very early, at the very least, he should have started at Springfield. Sending him back down to Palm Beach was a waste of time. And sure, it added into the narrative and the fun story that they got to tell during the broadcast and every writer got to write about. Uh, but it's only half the story. Uh, the other half is that he should have started in Springfield and it was done by the Cardinals to not send him that way. I would imagine Junior Fernandez ends up breaking uh, spring training with the big club if he's healthy and uh, provides some pretty valuable valuable innings for the Cardinals. The number one prospect on our list is 24-year-old right-handed pitcher Cody Whiteley. Now, one thing I guess that becomes pretty evident about Whiteley is he was drafted in the 27th round of the 2017 draft after having Tommy John surgery. Now, everything I understand is he would have gone between rounds 10 and 15, maybe 8 and 15, had he not had Tommy John, but he fell to 27th. The Cardinals took him and they agreed on a deal, and luckily he, uh, you know, he found his way into the Cardinals organization. He has a, a wind-up and uh, a stretch. He has a motion that is kind of like a marriage between Ryan Helsley and Giovanni Gallegos. He's round with his arm like Helsley is, but he's over the top like Gallegos can be. It's quirky and deceptive enough that it allows his stuff to play up. Uh, he has a slider and a curveball. They work really, really well together. Uh, and his fastball's mid to late 90s. You know, it's not as consistently 98, 96, 97 as Junior Fernandez is, but it's 96, 97 pretty consistently. Uh, again, I like the slider and the curve combo. Uh, I don't really have a feel for his changeup, and I don't think he has a feel for his changeup. Uh, but, you know, it's not bad. He's got plenty of work to do there. He only threw 23 innings at AAA, but all of those innings were impressive. Uh, he, you know, he's, he kind of induces a lot of fly balls, which is fine. He had a he K'd 10.27 per nine uh, at AAA. Uh, uh, over roughly 40, 65, about 65 innings or so last year, pitching out of bullpen uh, at the AA and AAA level, he struck out about 30% of, of hitters. He was also striking out about 23% of lefties, which is another thing that I like to, I like, like, I really like about him. Uh, he's got a funky delivery. He, he's got some funky stuff. 
And he's a really interesting arm that I expect to eventually make it to the major leagues in 2020. He also had a very, very positive turn uh, in the Arizona Fall League. And uh, all signs point to Whiteley being a contributor at the major league level, which is awesome for a 27th round pick. It's awesome for a guy who had Tommy John surgery. And uh, here's to hoping that Cody Whiteley ends up healthy throughout the entire season. Prospect number two on this list is Brian Dobzanski. It should be mentioned that more than likely, uh, Brian Dobzanski is not the number two relief pitcher in the organization. This is a feel move for me. I love Brian Dobzanski. He is also 24, went from Palm Beach to Memphis this year. A small taste of Memphis. I believe he only had one appearance at Memphis. It might have been uh, uh, two or three, maybe three now that I think about it. The reason I love Dobzanski is he has a filthy curveball. An absolutely filthy curveball and a fastball that's about 95 miles an hour. But his curveball, he does not slow down his arm. It's almost like he makes his arm go faster. And it just like, it just, his release point is beautiful. It's easy. Sometimes he curls his arm a little bit more. Uh, but that somehow that adds to the deception of it. I'm sure the teams will catch on to it uh, and brutalize him in the future. Uh, he did struggle in those three brief appearances at AAA. I was very impressed with what I saw out of him in AA. Uh, I think he needs more work with his changeup. Uh, Dobzanski is Rule 5 eligible. Now, I don't think anyone's going to draft Dobzanski uh, uh, in the Rule 5 and put him on the roster, but you never know. You're going to want to keep an eye out for that. Dobzanski also has an awesome background. He was uh, uh, a decorated wrestler uh, in high school. He was also a collegiate football player that was, or a high school football player that was scouted to potentially play, play for universities. Uh, I want to say that he was like... Uh, uh, an athlete of the year for uh, the state that he came from in high school too. He's a, he is a super athlete, and it took him a while to get his stuff together. And when he was uh, starting for the St. Louis Cardinals in their minor league organization, it became pretty evident that he wasn't going to start long term. He uh, you know he was he was going to be a reliever, and it's been awesome to watch him transition into a relief role and really really adopt it and be really impressive pitching out of the relief role. Moving him to the relief role was the right move, and I'm glad the Cardinals do it did it. I don't know what his outlook looks like. Uh, again, with a successful AAA season, I, we maybe we see him in September. I'm not 100% sure. That is, if he makes it to the Rule 5, which I do anticipate. Uh, but I just really like Dobzanski. You know, sometimes you see a pitcher uh, and he just he just sticks out to you. And Dobzanski is one of those guys. He needs to get better with his slider and he needs to get better with his changeup. But right now, I, I just love the curb fastball combination. And I love the gifts. And I think it gives a good idea of just how good Dobzanski can be. Uh, he has a quick arm and... It does seem like he tips his breaking pitch. But I just really like Brian Dobzanski, and we're talking about relief pitchers. So number two on our list is right-handed pitcher Brian Dobzanski. Now, number three on our list, right-handed pitcher Seth Elledge, is probably more than likely the number two relief pitcher in the organization behind uh, Junior Fernandez, who doesn't count, and Cody Whiteley. Elledge is interesting. You know, in the article, I have two gifts of him striking out Wilson Contreras, and they're important gifts to watch because it gives you a clear indication of his... Uh, uh, avenue to success at the major league level. When he's mixing his slider and his fastball in, he can freeze even major league pitcher or major league hitters. He can even get major league hitters to chase his changeup uh, uh, low in the dirt because they're anticipating the the slider fastball combo. It's really interesting. Uh, Elledge and in his first appearance 
in the 2019 season, pitched three innings out of the bullpen, and it took him a while to get his legs back underneath him after that. He had never pitched three innings, as far as I could tell. He fatigued out, and he really, really wavered back and forth for a while until he got his shit together, pardon my language. Uh, when he got his stuff together, he, he was back to being the pitcher that, that we saw after the Cardinals traded Sam Tuvalala for him. One thing that I've come to find out is he has kind of a, a boxy approach, or a delivery rather, uh, especially with his lead leg, his left leg. And you can tell when he's tired because that left leg is not as tight and it's definitely looser and uh, less in control than when he is not tired. That is the, the key to him. If you see that leg kind of wacky, uh, which is probably a terrible way of describing it. If you see his leg is wacky, then that's a good sign that he's going to be tired and he's going to lose command. When he's when he's tight with that front leg, that le- that front leg, that lead leg, that's when he's really impressive. Uh, I like Elledge a lot. Another player that had a really good turn in the Arizona Fall League. Uh, his sinker slider combo is what I'm here for. And I was really impressed with what I saw out of him. And then at the end of the year, he ended up doing a little starting for Memphis, which I do not think is in his long-term future. I think that that had more to do with the fact that Memphis was low on starting pitchers and needed someone to eat innings. And he was really good in his last two appearances starting. And it also goes to show you that when he has a little bit of rest and he's not being used and abused for multiple innings and then not getting rest, uh, he's a really effective pitcher. I like Seth Elledge a lot. I think more than likely you're talking about... I mean, as I've been saying for two years now, it seems like Seth Elledge for Sam Tuovalala could not, couldn't be any more like one guy for the same guy kind of trade. Just one was a major leaguer and one was a minor leaguer. I think that there's a lot there that you could just kind of say, well, Sam Tuovalala is just an older version of Seth Elledge. So uh, keep an eye on Seth Elledge. I would imagine that he makes his way to the major leagues at some point during 2020, probably at the end of the season. Prospect number four on our list is Connor Jones. Uh, Connor Jones is uh, just uh, an absolute uh, uh, pain in my rump. So the deal with Connor Jones is, you know, he's got good size. Uh, uh, he was a high draft pick. He was a second round pick in the 2016 draft. He's six foot three, 220 pounds. He has a hard bowling ball sinker that elicits a lot of ground balls and a lot of a lot of soft contact because it like deadens off the bat. The issue with him is that all of the pitches that he throws, all of his changeup, his curve, his slider, uh, none of them are particularly good. And he telegraphs them because he slows down his arm and he changes his mechanics. It's almost like watching him go when he throws a fastball using his normal motion. And it kind of looks like he's throwing a knuckleball when he's throwing off speed stuff, especially his curveball. Uh I don't know what to make of Connor Jones. He's Rule 5 eligible. He's the kind of guy, because of his ability to put the ball on the ground, that you could almost see a team saying, like, in a Matt Bowman kind of thing, like a team being like, eh, we'll bring him along and see what happens. Maybe we get the best out of him. Uh, Maybe we know how to unlock him. I could see him getting drafted in the Rule 5. I don't know if it's likely or not. Uh, But that big bowling ball two-seamer, if he can command it uh, and and also work on the mechanics of his other pitches, could make him a very, very valuable bullpen piece. He's just never been able to do it. You know, he's never been one to strike batters out. Um, You know, if... He's just never been one to strike batters out. Sorry, I don't have the number. I can't remember what it is. I want to say that he's never come close to a strikeout per nine uh, of like a strikeout per inning. He came he came close this last year, but he wasn't on it. Uh, uh, that's he's just not he just doesn't do enough, and he doesn't do enough well. And you can tell that he slows himself down when he throws his breaking pitches. And you know, 
his stuff is good. It's really good, and it's a shame that it's in the position where he he has to slow himself down to throw it, uh, because sometimes sometimes Connor Jones looks unhittable, and other times you will watch him, and I don't mean this at, at, in a, in a hateful way, but there's sometimes you'll watch Connor Jones and you'll say to yourself, "How is this guy in the minor leagues?" And, and it's crazy because, like I said, there's sometimes where you watch him and you're like, "Well, this guy's dominating." And it's just the difference of when he's throwing his off-speed stuff well and when he's not stuck in his head and slowing himself down to throw it. So, uh, prospect number four on our list is Connor Jones. He's Rule Five eligible, and maybe we shouldn't be surprised if he finds his way uh, into another organization in 2020. I hope, he, I hope he doesn't get selected. I would like to see him back with the Cardinals next year. Prospect number five on our list is a, a 27-year-old. Uh, again, keep in mind that it's hard for me to put a 27-year-old on the list. I don't do it uh, uh, lightly. But 27-year-old right-handed pitcher Ben Yokely. Now, Yokely is uh, just an amazing story. Uh he is like he comes from like the Mitch Harris upbringing. He went to Air Force Academy, was drafted by the Cardinals in the 29th round of the 2015 draft, and he didn't get to pitch with the Cardinals until 2018. Uh, after he pitched in 2015, but he didn't get to pitch as a member of the Cardinals organization until 2018. Uh, after his two years of commit committed service to Air Force, uh, just like with Mitch Harris, you know he play catch whenever the opportunity would uh, would provide itself. Uh, but he he's taking the uh, service route to the major league level. I like Ben Yokely better than I like Mitch Harris as a pitcher. Now, Yokely can throw the ball in the mid-90s. Uh, again, 94, 95, 96, but it's a lively 95. Also, he has a really good slider. Like, I don't remember Mitch Harris ever having a secondary pitch as good as Yokely's slider. As a matter of fact, I think what we're going to see out of Yokely is a breakout 2020 year. More than likely, he starts at Springfield. Uh, he pitched 47 innings at Palm Beach last year. There's no reason to be uh, 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 soft or gentle with this guy. He is a man amongst boys. Send him to Springfield, start challenging him. But I think between his fastball and his slider, you have the basis for a starting pitcher who can do some really interesting things. That fastball, he seems to be able to locate all over the strike zone, too. His slider still gets a little weird. It flattens out. He leaves it over the middle of the plate. Uh, but Ben Yokely is the kind of guy, the kind of story, the kind of person that deserves extra recognition. I love Ben Lo- Ben Yokely. I I put him at five, even though there might be some guys ahead of him on the list, uh, because I respect him, and also he's interesting. And also, you never know when you're going to get an opportunity to talk about a 27-year-old ever again. And I just wanted a chance to highlight him a little bit more. You know, he, he's not small. Uh, he has good size, 6'1", about 190. And uh, he wears it well. So here's the hoping that uh, Air Force Academy uh, uh, grad and uh, protector of the United States, uh, Ben Yokely, has a chance, every chance, to make a Major League debut at some point in the near future. As we get to our honorable mentions, we start with one of my favorites, uh, a great kid, uh, right-handed pitcher Ronnie Williams. 23 years old, pitched at Springfield last year in Palm Beach. You know, Ronnie Williams, interesting story here. So a couple years back, remember, it was uh, uh, Junior Fernandez, uh, Jordan Hicks, and Sandy Alcantara, Sandy Alcantara, were the big arms in the Cardinals organization. The big pitching arms in their early 20s, their teens, making their way up through the organization. Well, you might have forgotten, Ronnie Williams was one of those guys. You know, Ronnie Williams was the fourth in in that group. Uh, but Ronnie Williams ended up having to have Tommy John surgery. Uh, 
and that cost him some time. He, uh, in 2017, he lost effectiveness altogether. It was a shame to watch him go from being a promising starting pitcher to like losing velocity, losing command, losing his head sometimes, and then you know be end up finding his way into a bullpen role. That's got to be a sobering thing. But then he moves into the bullpen role uh, uh, in 2018. And also at the end of 2017, but he fully adopts the bullpen role in 2018, and you start to see him pitch really, really well. And you're like, man, this is good. This is his role. And then in April of 2018, uh, Ronnie Williams undergoes Tommy John surgery. Now, I don't remember what kind of Tommy John surgery it was. I'm pretty sure it was that light stuff that uh, 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 Seth Manis or, uh, underwent. Um, anyways, he makes his debut at the be- with Palm Beach at the beginning of uh, uh, the 2019 season. And he is every bit as good as we saw before he got hurt. And it's nice to see him kind of reclaim some of his stardom. He throws a really, really good slider and a really, really hard fastball. Uh, Fastball's in the 95, 96 range. It did lose velocity as the season went on. Some people are concerned that that's injury-related. Other people think that it's just from, you know, pitching a bunch of innings a year after he hasn't pitched innings. Obviously, we're at a wait-and-see pattern there. Uh, but Ronnie Williams is still only 23 years old. He throws a hard slider that uh, uh, when he isn't exhausted, looks really good. And I'll tell you what, another thing that really inter- interested me about Ronnie Williams, the Cardinals really threw him into the fire at the end of the year at Springfield. He was put in like the toughest situations. You got two men on and nobody out, Ronnie Williams comes in. You've got bases loaded, one out, Ronnie Williams comes in. It was almost like the Cardinals went out of their way to put him in the toughest situations at the end of the year. And I don't ever remember like watching a guy constantly put in those situations the way that Ronnie Williams was. And, you know, honestly, about 60% of them panned out and about 40% of them didn't go very well. Uh, but it was still encouraging. And I love the fact that the Cardinals challenged him. Uh, you know, he only had... I, I should probably look up the numbers so I'm not speculating. He, he only had like, you know... <laughs> 35, 35 innings, I think, at Springfield during the 2019 year. I wouldn't be surprised if he starts the year at Springfield and finds his way to Memphis. Uh, but it's awesome to see Ronnie Williams get his stuff back together and and also deserve a chance to be talked about. So that's uh, our first honorable mention, right-handed pitcher Ronnie Williams. Our next honorable mention is right-handed pitcher Connor Coward, uh, 23-year-old, pitched at the, uh, the G- pitched for the GCL and at Peoria. Now, Coward's interesting. He's actually a prospect that I sympathize with. He's had back issues that have lingered since 2014. Uh, I had back surgery in like 2012 or something like that. And part of the reason why it took him so long to get ready uh, uh, in 2019 was because his back wasn't cooperating. So it took him a while. He got going. I know this. The, the, here's a, the, 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 the bottom baseline with Coward. The Cardinals like this kid a lot. Uh, there's rumor that he's going to end up becoming a starter again. He was a starter for Virginia Tech. There's rumor that that's his future role in the organization. I can't speak for that. Uh, uh, we'll wait and see. I know that I like him a lot as a uh, as a relief pitcher. He has a, an off-balance motion that forces him to the first base side. He, he kind of throws from his ear a little bit. And you can tell that the motion causes a lot of energy exertion. And I just think he's better suited for the relief role. Uh, his fastball is 93-ish, 92-93. I haven't seen him tick above 93, although there are reports that he gets up to 95. Uh, his slider change combo is pretty good. Uh, I would say that it, he has better command of it than it is biting or, uh, uh, or you know, um, 
uh, lively, if that makes sense. And that helps it play up. You know, I'd like for it to be a little bit more lively, but it, it's a command issue and he's commanding it when he's not like overthrowing it. So that's a positive. And uh, he seems like another mid-20 round pitcher who's going to end up, uh, who the Cardinals are going to put on the fast track to the major league and we'll see if it ends up panning out. You know, I don't know what to think anymore when uh, appraising relief pitchers. You're talking about judging guys on 30 innings, on 60 innings at most, and it's just really tough. Coward seems like he's got really good stuff. I'd like to see his velocity increase. I'd like to see his stuff bite a little bit more. Uh, But he commands it all really well, and sometimes command control is just as important as having stuff that makes hitters look really, really stupid. Uh, That's our, our recent... Uh, honorable mention, Connor Coward. Our next honorable mention is 22-year-old right-handed pitcher Edgar Escobar. You won't find uh, uh, another pitcher in the organization from a relief pitching standpoint who had as productive and statistically impressive of a season as 22-year-old Edgar Escobar. Uh, Escobar, especially at Peoria, was eye-catching. He held uh, uh, at Peoria and Palm Beach. He held hitters to... Uh, a minuscule batting average against. It was sub uh, a two. He struck out a, a decent amount. Uh, just in Palm Beach alone, he struck out, uh, let me get the numbers, got him the worst, 33 in 26 in the third innings. At uh, Peoria, he struck out 39 in 33 innings. And he doesn't really walk a lot of people. Uh, 30% K rate, 9.2% walk rate, 0.85 batting average against. I should really just pull up the article and read it to you guys is what I should do. Um, you know, he has a really good breaking pitch, uh, a curve that is uh, can be devastating, honestly. Like, you get a lot of frozen batters who kind of just, like, stop dead in their tracks. He His fastball is okay. It's definitely lively, but it's at 89, it's in that, like, 89-91 range. Now, somebody told me he's they've seen it up to 94. I personally haven't seen it higher than 92. Um but what he does is he does a great job of staying on top of the baseball when he's throwing both his fastball and his curve. And he's a really interesting guy. And uh, I know a lot of people are super high on him. I'm not necessarily as high on him as others are because I worry about the velocity at the next level. Uh, it makes you wonder if he's better suited to end up stretching out as a starter, if he's even capable of it. Sometimes the fastball runs away from him too, which is a concern. But I really love his breaking pitch. Uh, I think his changeup needs a lot of work. Uh, but he's a guy that a lot of people are talking about after having potentially the best uh, season out of a relief pitcher in the Cardinals organization. You'd be hard-pressed to find anyone else that uh, was as dominant at the levels that he was dominant as. And that's uh, honorable mention, right-handed pitcher Edgar Escobar. Our next honorable mention is right-handed pitcher Wilfredo Pereira, age 20, pitched at Peoria and Johnson City. Now, Pereira is kind of the same thing as Dalton Roach when we went over the starting pitchers for me. Uh, he wasn't a guy that I was keyed in on. He wasn't a guy that I really knew anything about. But then all of a sudden, I'm watching video, and this kid kind of sticks out to you. He has a sloppy motion. Uh, he's only like six foot, and he's got a little extra weight on him too. Uh, but he's a rock and fire sloppy type. Now, he plants well, and he distributes his weight really well. Uh, But truth be told, he's a lot like Edgar Escobar, except for he's two years younger. He doesn't command his arsenal nearly as well as Escobar does. And he, but, 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 his stuff is better than Escobar's is. I'll take his change-up slider combo over Escobar's curve change combo any day. Uh, His fastball also 
not as lively as Escobar's, but more velocity. You're talking the 92-94 range consistently, where Escobar's 90-92 at most. Uh, for me, I wanted to make a point to put these two guys back-to-back. They're kind of built the same. They're basically the same age. Uh, they both strike out guys. They both, you know, they're both kind of the same type pitcher, especially as relief pitchers. You know, it's so hard to get a, gauge these guys in 30 innings. Anyways, I wanted to put these guys together because it's the ultimate, like, put them next to each other and combine them and talk about them. Escobar is the more polished of the two. He has command. His stuff isn't as good across the board. Pereira's stuff is better, but his command isn't nearly there. He's also two years younger than Escobar. Who would you rather take? In this circumstance, I like Pereira better than I like Escobar, but I get why people would choose Escobar. You know, Escobar is a guy who's going to put up good stats all the way through the minor leagues. Uh, does he have a major league future in his in his in his uh, a major league future in his in the cards for him or in his future? Uh, as redundant as the word future is there. I don't know for sure. It's hard to project a guy with a 91 or a right-handed pitcher with a 91 or 92 mile an hour fastball at, the, at its as most lively making it to the major leagues. Uh, but it has happened, and with the type of command that he has of his arsenal, it could happen with Escobar. Uh, what I know is that when I watch Pereira, he gets bad swings and he gets bad looks and he gets a lot of flinches and he fools hitters uh, at levels or in levels, rather, uh, at the Peoria level in particular, where he's young for, and that's impressive. Uh, you know, his Escobar's delivery is super easy. There isn't a whole lot of wasted movement. He's not, you know, it's it's smooth, it's easy. Wilfredo is not that case. Pereira, it's a little bit more of a violent delivery. It's a little bit more off balance, and he rocks and fires a little bit more than I would have liked. But I like Pereira a lot. He's a name to keep an eye on on the relief uh, side of the, of the Cardinals organization. And it's nice that, you know, all these guys we're talking about, you know, 24, 25, 27, 24, 23, uh, that there's one guy in the list who's 20 years old and will be 21 for the majority of the uh, uh, 20, uh, 20 season. So I, I just like Pereira. I think he's a bit of a wild card and he's a name you're going to want to keep an eye on. Let's see. Where are we at? Uh... Oh, hey, that's it. Wow, that's the end of our list of relief pitchers? Really? Why did I think there were more? Maybe it's because I've probably researched a hundred of these guys. Let me make sure before I get out of here. Yeah, that's it. Those are our relief pitchers. Thank you again for joining us, uh, recapping and ranking the top relief pitchers in the Cardinals organization. Again, for those of you playing at home, you are talking about Junior Fernandez as your graduate. Number one is Cody Whitley. Number two is Brian Dobzanski. Number three is Seth Elledge. Number four is Connor Jones. And number five is Ben Yokely with honorable mentions. Ronnie Williams, uh, Connor Coward, Edgar Escobar, and Wilfredo Pereira. Uh, please feel free to check out the other two podcasts that we have done, starting pitchers and also the drafted pitchers from 2019. Very, very proud of that. Again, I'll say it. I'll say it over and over again. I'm very proud of the work that we've done here. Uh, I'm very, very happy uh, and just satisfied with uh, the amount of research and gifts and work that went into it. And uh, I hope that you're enjoying it. If you have any comments or questions, please hit me up on Twitter at KYLER416. My DMs are open. If you'd rather email me, you can email me at KYLER416 at yahoo.com. I'd love to talk to you in any capacity. Uh, we do Prospects After Dark on Sunday nights. So if we're doing this, tonight is Sunday if you're listening to this, which means that we are doing Prospects After Dark at 8 o'clock. 
and I hope that you're there and I hope that you have questions and I hope that you're having a lot of fun uh, uh, doing this. Again, the most important thing is that you feel informed and that you're having fun. Uh, I am enjoying bringing it to you. Uh, if you are listening to this, you're part of the Reese Resistance. Uh, come back tomorrow, I believe, and I guess if I say it now, it, it, it's a sure thing, that tomorrow we are going to do the catchers. Uh, the day after, we'll do outfielders. I'm going to write it down. C T O. Can't do CTA. Uh, and uh, I hope that you enjoy and you keep tuning in. And as always, family, happy hunting.